0: I think I think a lot of that comes down to trust. And it's like this cycle of trust. So do the people who are using these like kind of manipulative kind of like Heidi sales tactics, do they trust that you are going to be able to make an educated decision and choose them If they have all that information, do they trust that they are able to sell if they're not holding back some kind of secret? Do they trust that they're going to be able to like grow their business to where they want to grow it if they're not kind of tricking people into working with them? Or do they even trust that once you start working with them, you're going to keep working with them if you, you know, believe in yourself, you know, there's Mm -hmm. so much of like, That kind of manipulation and like talking people down and only giving them enough to feel like they can keep paying you, but not actually giving them enough to succeed on their own. That like is this weird cycle that can make sales so scary because we're on the
1: wrong end of it so often. If you're someone who has always wanted to get consistent clients in their online service based business without the pressure to post on social media, I made this podcast specifically for you. I'm Leslie Stevens, and I am so excited to welcome you to the Not an Influencer Show, where we chat about other organic marketing strategies that you can use to bring clients into your business quickly and easily, and the tangible tips. For you to move forward faster in your business and the stories of the entrepreneurs who are doing the same every single day. You do not have to be an influencer to be an impact maker and a successful online business owner. I have been so excited to have this conversation. I could not wait. So today we have Haley with us. Haley, tell us a little bit about you and what you do. Sure. So I'm Haley.
0: I am a trauma-informed marketing strategist and copywriter based out of Philadelphia. And I do a whole lot. Um, Basically, I help my clients with anything they need as it relates to marketing or copy from a brand new website copy with a messaging strategy and marketing research to a quiz to help grow their list and welcome new potential clients into their world. Um, We pretty much help them figuring anything out when it pertains to marketing or marketing operations. And we focus on working with service providers, healers, uh, therapists, that kind of ideal client, um, because we like creating marketing that feels good for people who do good.
1: Yeah, people are so intimidated by marketing. I used to be intimidated by marketing until I learned so much about it. And then I was like, I love this so much. I have to do this for a living. (laughs) But you take such a unique perspective on your marketing and the way that you go about it. And I love that you talk about how like doing it in a way people kind of enjoy it, but you take this trauma informed route. Can you tell us a little bit more about that and what that means?
0: Yeah, of course. So trauma informed marketing is essentially marketing or any type of business that is built on the principles of trauma informed care, which there's like a million different but the three core ones are transparency, safety, and consent. So whenever we're creating any marketing strategy or marketing collateral or anything for our clients, we're making sure that we're prioritizing transparency, safety, and consent. And this can look like a lot of different things depending on who the client is, who their client is, Um, but it's really focusing on making sure that we're not trying to hide anything or hold anything back to try and get someone to make a decision When they don't have all the information it's making sure that we're not making people feel pressured to make a decision before they have the opportunity to think something through making sure they're not putting themselves in financial risk or even just like generally feeling unsafe because they're feeling pressured to make a decision Um, and then consent is sometimes the easiest one and sometimes the most like difficult one to wrap our heads around because it's as simple as asking like, Hey, can I send you a link to book a call? Or Hey, is it okay if I send you information about my program? It's kind of the difference between like someone reaching out to you and like starting a conversation and asking if you're interested in learning about what they do versus like when you add someone on Facebook or on LinkedIn, they're immediately just like, here are all of my services. Let's hop on a call. Like we've all been through that. (laughs) Yeah. So we don't do that with our clients.
1: That uh, I this is exactly why I said I was so excited about this conversation with you. A lot of the reason why I do what I do is because I've been on the other side of those other strategies that Mm -hmm. are more aggressive, that don't feel like it's welcoming in a way it's a little bit more bullying And the way I approach my marketing is always with ethics behind it. So you have a structure and this trauma-informed process and all of these things that follow what I would agree is very ethical way to support people into whatever your business is instead of kind of, I don't want to say forcing (laughs) when you use other tactics, but it's more like extending an invitation. Mm -hmm. So allowing the other person to meet you halfway instead of going to them.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's really, it's rooted in choice as opposed to like, this is your only option. You should choose it because you've already spent time talking to me. You've already opted into my list. You've already given me my free or gotten my freebies. So you need to do the next step, which is to give me money, versus like, this is an option. You can give me money and we can work together, or you can do mm-hmm. something else. And like, no harm, no foul, either way. My job isn't to get you to give me money. My job is to help you get other people to give you money, technically, but like, yeah. <laughs> help you do a good <laughs> job serving your clients. Um, and but you can't do that if people don't feel, them. exactly, if people don't feel empowered to make that decision on their own.
1: Yeah, and I think that's such, like, that gives me a breath of fresh air when, like, I hear other people talk about that, because it's something I wish somebody would have said to me in the beginning, like, you can approach your sales and marketing in a way that it's really client centered. It's Mm -hmm. talking about the other person. It's guiding them to make a choice that is best for them. It's not looking at how can I make this sale? How can I make money in my business? How can I hit my goals? It's all about them Mm -hmm. and creating a transformation in them. And then I feel like, have you experienced this with the clients that you work with when you shift that perspective with them that everything seems a little bit more easy when you implement it that way. Yeah,
0: definitely. I think when I first started like getting into business, um, my first few sales were kind of accidents. So I didn't really have this preconceived notion that marketing and sales were icky or scary or bad. And it wasn't really until I got involved in more like entrepreneurship circles and talking to other people about marketing and sales that I realized that was something people were experiencing was like this negative feeling about marketing and sales. And it was because they were selling the way that they were sold to, which was a lot Mm -hmm. of pressure, a lot of like, why do you need to think this decision over? Don't you wanna make the next like level in your business? That kind of a thing. Um, And because I'd never experienced that, I started to feel like I was supposed to be feeling worse about sales. (laughs) Like I went through some kind of like mind Effery uh-huh. when it comes to that. Um, but once I started embracing uh, this like trauma informed approach to things and really thinking about my marketing and sales as an introduction into a partnership and as a choice that we both have in the matter, um, it just started to feel a whole lot easier. Like I close way more sales calls now because it's not here, let me give you all the information that I refused to give you until you got a call with me (sighs) Mm -hmm. it's like hey you know what I offer you know what it costs let's just make sure Mm -hmm. that we vibe and then they're usually gonna buy it because like we do vibe
1: (laughs) yeah it feels way less like like a game that you're trying to play or a game that you're trying to win and then it actually gets to feel good Mm -hmm. there's a lot of resistance that I had with sales personally because of the way that I was sold to and it was in that aggressive way it was like why do you have to think about this why like if you don't have the money right now that's why you need to to join this and then you'll make the money later kind of thing like the false promises and like the hiding the prices and being like oh i'll wait till i get on a call to tell them all of those things i think in the beginning when you start a business like you don't have to do it that way just because it's been your experience and It's, it's like, I'm very rebellious in my own spirit. So I feel like I am always opening, open to learning different perspectives, different methods, things like that. But if I see something done a certain way, and I'm like that just, I tried it, doesn't work, doesn't feel Mm -hmm. good. I'm going to try and do the exact opposite. (laughs) And that's just my approach. And honestly, that has given me the biggest, I feel like, breakthroughs in my own business. And I wish I had somebody like you to to work with to guide me through that process and just be like, there is another way. You don't have to do it the way everybody else is doing it. Mm-hmm. And I like to also kind of flip the script with that rebellion and also be like, okay, how would I... How do I make purchases? If I was on the other side of this conversation or this transaction or somebody's coming to my website or something like that, what would I look for? What would I want to know? What would encourage me to take the next step? For me personally, if I don't see a price, I'm going to go somewhere else mm-hmm. and look for somebody who has a price to just give me that information it doesn't matter what the price is it's just are you giving me a full picture or does it seem like you're trying to hide something from me I think those are the things in your marketing that can kind of be a little bit telling Mm -hmm. and when you allow yourself to like be like okay how would I want the other person to feel while they're going through this process like, do I want them to feel like, oh, they need to kind of come to me for everything or do I want them to have everything right in front of them? And then if they have more questions that I wasn't able to provide in all of these different methods, then they can come to me feeling like, okay, I have most of the pictures. I just want to make sure that I have all the bits and pieces before I'm actually ready to move forward.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Do you- yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, I was going to say, I think, I think a lot of that comes down to trust and it's like this cycle of trust. So do the people who are using these like kind of manipulative, kind of like Heidi sales tactics, do they trust that you are going to be able to make an educated decision and choose them If they have all that information, do they trust that they are able to sell if they're not holding back some kind of secret? Do they trust that they're going to be able to like grow their business to where they want to grow it if they're not kind of tricking people into working with them? Or do they even trust that once you start working with them, you're going to keep working with them if you, you know, believe in yourself, you know, there's Mm -hmm. so much of like, That kind of manipulation and like talking people down and only giving them enough to feel like they can keep paying you, but not actually giving them enough to succeed on their own. That like is this weird cycle that can make sales so scary because we're on the wrong end of it so often.
1: Mm -hmm. And I think that's like, I just love everything you said there. (laughs) I Just want to (laughs) like mic drop right there. But um I think that also gives us all the opportunity to take the steps forward to make selling a better experience for other people. Because Mm -hmm. if you have been through this experience, if you have seen other people use this method and it doesn't feel right to you and it doesn't feel maybe ethical sometimes and it makes you feel icky, you get that choice to be like, okay, how can I change the narrative around sales? How Mm -hmm. can I make people feel better about going through the process of moving forward in their business or providing them with a life coaching service that may change their lives? There are so many services I feel like too. You have to be mindful of your brand and the marketing that you're using because it is setting a precedence for the whole basis of your business. Mm-hmm. And if you are a life coach or a health coach or somebody who's trying to empower people to make changes in their lifestyle or like honestly anything <laughs> because I was just going to say like in your business too you you need those people to trust you enough to make the changes to actually succeed and make the transformation. Because when you make the transformation in your business, that's how you get referrals. That's how you get momentum, all of those things. But if you're going about it from the very start with kind of icky marketing (laughs) tactics, then how are those people really going to feel as soon as they step into your program? You may have the most groundbreaking transformative program, but if you got them in there by really pressuring them, are they going to get the most out of it?
0: Right. It's very much like if the purpose of working with you is to empower someone to do something, that feeling of empowerment should start with the sales conversation. And if you're not treating them that way, you know, before they're your client, how are they going to feel when they are your client? And like, what's that relationship going to feel like?
1: Mm -hmm. Exactly. So how have you seen like your client's businesses change when they start implementing your marketing methods in this like empowering way?
0: Yeah, it's definitely just a lot more like ease. I think a lot of clients come to us and they're in this, you know, helping, healing, serving industry But the sales part feels hard because it doesn't feel in alignment with their goal and their purpose of helping and healing. Like these are people who truly would just like do their job every day for free if they could. But like obviously they can't. And so a lot of them are in this hard place of like, okay, it kind of feels like I'm doing my job for free because I'm stretched so thin. but I don't have the bandwidth to start doing this thing. I hate that's marketing and sales. So like, how do I create the opportunity to market and sell without spreading myself so thin, but also without engaging in these tactics that I don't like, or that don't feel good, or that just don't work. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, They're kind of like feeling very lost when it comes to what to do, how to do it. And almost like why to do it because their why is so rooted in helping and the tactics that they know are so rooted in like forcing or like kind of pushing and pressuring Mm -hmm.
1: I feel like you were speaking to old Leslie like (laughs) like the epitome of what Leslie was when she started her very first business because that's exactly how I felt and you get into this entrepreneurial world and they're like, set your income goals. You need X, Y, and Z. This is how you need to price. And this is how many people you need to make sales for and all this stuff. And it's like, I just wanted to help people. Mm -hmm. Like, can you put it in a context where I'm helping people change their lives Mm -hmm. and only, When I like, when you get the right information at the right time in the right context, that can be absolutely life changing. And when I had that moment, when I was able to change that mindset for me, like, if I talk to 10 people this week, I have the opportunity to maybe change two people's lives. Mm -hmm. Like, that perspective made me excited to get on sales calls. It made me excited to start like talking about my business because I didn't want to be front and center. A lot of people who provide services don't want to be front and center. They they show up for their business because they wanted to help people and they're like, oh, well, I've got to get myself out there. I've got to, I guess, market myself and my service and my business. And it's kind of this foreign thing that you find a lot of resistance with because Mm -hmm. when you start your business you think I can help people do this one thing and then you have to wear all of the other hats in the business the marketing the branding the sales the the website management the content creation all of those things and a lot of a lot of the times we don't expect that and we take it as it comes Mm -hmm. and then we get a little bit lost and that's why i think getting the support and the guidance from the right people can make the biggest difference and i know a lot of people who could be guided by you and have an entirely new outlook and, uh, and free invigoration in their business and i've said this before um you do not have to do things one way even though People make sales with their certain method and they promote it and shout it from the rooftops. And you're like, oh, that looks good. Maybe I should do that. It doesn't mean that is the only way to do it. Mm -hmm. So it's okay to try things. I highly recommend trying different things, seeing what you feel resistance to, seeing what feels good, but also being smart about the information that you take in and choose to implement long-term. And that's where being, instead of just jumping in to working with certain marketing professionals and like really taking your time and doing your due diligence and kind of seeing their method to marketing can like, just taking a little bit of extra time can save you so much resistance in your own business And I got to the point where I completely burnt myself out of my first business. And sometimes I think, if I knew what I knew now, would I still have that business? Mm -hmm.
0: But I also think, like, if you knew what you knew now, like, I don't think you, I don't think you would get to the point where you know what you know now if you hadn't had the business burn down like I am very much in a period right now where like I had an agency in 2021 and I burned it down because I was like in this weird spot with like the marketing and the sales and the team and like I felt just like very out of alignment with like why I needed the help I needed and like why I was doing what I was doing for my clients and even like understanding how my pricing worked like my pricing you know I was making money but like I didn't get it. And there was no like (laughs) justification behind it. I just charged what like the coaches Mm -hmm. told me to charge and like hoped for the best. Um, And now I'm like headed back into, you know, building the agency side of things up again. And it's a completely different experience. And the most interesting thing is that I never found myself wondering like, oh, if only I knew then what I know now, because I know that if I hadn't gone through that, I wouldn't have gotten
1: to hear. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love that you mentioned that because it's also allowing yourself to have those experiences that like I think exponentially just allows you to rise as Mm -hmm. an entrepreneur because sometimes people get stuck and they feel that resistance and then they're just done. Yeah, But if you let yourself be okay with being like, I'm done with this, I learned something from it, like whether it's good, whether it's something I don't want to do in the future, like you are learning Mm -hmm. in every part of that process, whether it worked or didn't work out. My first business worked great. I just didn't feel good in it. So it's being okay with that and allowing yourself – to learn. And I love that you are like bringing parts of it back, but in a way that feels better for you. And I think another misconception is like you build a business and that's your business forever Mm. kind of thing. And that you can't change things once you implement them, but you can all like do not be afraid to change and evolve you should grow as a person you should grow as a business people change their marketing all the time even if they are a huge brand they always always evolve so how do you help your clients like navigate through that process the experiences that we've both had mm-hmm. and like navigate that growth period
0: Yeah. So a lot of it, I think, comes down to asking ourselves why. Why do we use this tactic? Why do we have this goal? Why are we seeking this revenue stage? Why do we want to hire this team member? Like getting to the root of the why of all of it. Because a lot of times we learn like, okay, like you use this technique, you hire these things out, you create these SOPs, and then you have a business that runs without you and you don't have to do anything. And so like, I'll have clients who are building that business. And I'm like, okay, but why, why do you want to build that business? And they're just like, oh, like, that's what, you know, this coach or this person or this whoever said I'm supposed to do. It's like, cool, but do you want to do that? And then, like, a lot of times the answer is like, oh, well, like, no, not really. My biggest thing that like I have clients come to me for is I'll be like, okay, what's your current revenue at? Where do you want to be in six months? Where do you want to be in a year? Where do you want to be in five years? And usually one of those is 10K months. And I'm like, okay, cool. Why do you want to make $10,000 a month? And, you know, they'll be like, oh, well, like, it's because I want to bring someone on to help me and then I can pay them $5,000 a month and pay myself $5,000 a month. And it's like, cool do you just want to make $5,000 a month? (laughs) Like, Uh how do we break down the why? And then once we get to like, okay, what do you actually want? If someone really wants $10,000 a month for whatever reason, like, cool, let's make that happen. But let's make sure that we actually want to make that happen. Um, But it usually does start with the revenue and start with the why. And then we break down all of the marketing tactics. Like, okay, cool. You have this like countdown timer on your $59 thing to make it a $49 thing?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Why? Why do you think you need that? And it's usually like, oh, well, like that's what this person said or that's what this template came with or whatever. And it's like, okay, what if we didn't do that? Perhaps. Mm -hmm. What would that look like if we didn't do that? And they're like, well, then people would probably buy it for $59 instead of $49. And it's like, okay, cool. Do you think your people need like that 30-minute incentive to make the decision or is this something they either want or they don't it's like it's either something they want or they don't it's like okay cool then like let's get rid of the weird ass timer <laughs> like, and that's kind of just how we break through everything that they're doing in their business is like why do you think you need to do this mm-hmm. do you want to do this what can we do instead that maybe feels a little bit better it always comes down to like you came to me because something feels wrong let's find the thing that feels wrong and make it feel at least a little bit less wrong. <laughs> mhm. Cuz some stuff you just don't like and that's fine.
1: <laughs> but it seems like such a silly question. Like because it's so simple. Mm-hmm. But nobody asks themselves that. And that's why like we, we have to state it. We have to talk about it and be like why? Is it mm-hmm. just because that person told you to or is it because there's really a reason that's driving this decision. And I love that you start with why and then work backwards from mm-hmm. there that everything else yeah. comes after.
0: Well, cause why was my biggest problem for so long? Like I was on this like work less, make more work less, make more trajectory. And then like, I kind of got to that point where I was like making the same, but working a lot less. And I was like, I'm so bored. <laughs> I'm so bored. I don't want to find a hobby. I don't want, to, like, I I want to work. Why did I create this business that I like, can't work in? What's the Mm -hmm. point of that? And so like, because I knew why was my biggest problem, I figured like, I'm probably not alone in that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's really and it's something that you've got to come back to. I had people all the time be like, you got to come Mm -hmm. back to why you got to figure out your why. And uh, I was like, I don't I don't really know why. Mm-hmm. And, and well, that's the
0: thing is like your why doesn't have to be this like big grand thing. It doesn't have to be like, I want to make this money so I can, you know, get my partner to not have to work anymore and retire my parents and do this and do that. I can just be like, I want to run a business because I don't really like going into an office and I have a dog that needs to go out in the middle of the day and I don't want to figure out how to like deal with the logistics of that. So yeah, I want to be an entrepreneur. Like that can be your why. Mm
1: -hmm. That can
0: totally be your why. And there's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't have to be that deep. But when that's your why, all of the what starts stacking up and you you get to think more critically about like, okay, do I really want to dive down this like thousands of dollars a month coaching thing that means I have to make thousands more dollars a month when really all I want to do is like cover my bills and play with my dog? Mm-hmm. Maybe not, but the yeah. people who charge thousands of dollars a month don't want you to think about that.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, they want you to hit these revenue goals so that you can pay them. Mm-hmm. But I love that you you said that. Like your goal, like your why, doesn't have to be something profound, and you don't have to have the same why as other people. If people have this big, elaborate why, that's amazing for them. The way I got to my why is figuring out what my priorities were in life. Like, what is my Mm -hmm. priority? How do I want to live my life? And then how does my business, like, add to that? Yep. Not does, not how do I hit all these business goals so then I can maybe live this certain lifestyle I'm not clear about later because my priorities are X, Y, and Z. But I was like, I need to get clear on what my priorities really, really are. And I need to do those things first and then create a business that feeds into that and makes that possible for me to actually do this long term. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't something profound. It's just the fact that I wanna be able to be there for my little boy as he grows up. I wanna have the flexibility to pick him up from daycare when he's sick. I want to market my business in a way where I get to have more conversations and I don't have to post on social media all the time. And it's all of those things Mm Where it brought so much peace to the way that I was running my business and brought so much peace to my life because I wasn't constantly worried about like, oh, what coach do I need to help me to hit these months and which marketing tactic do I use this time? Which funnel do I need to go down? And it's just like peaceful. I have my my Mm -hmm. line doesn't mean I can't evolve and learn new things as I go but I have my direction and that simplifies so many choices because you have so many options especially with marketing you mm-hmm. can do so many different things and if you aren't focused you're going to get overwhelmed but getting down to that why focusing on the real priorities that you have in life it simplifies mm-hmm. everything and it can feel so much better. Yeah. So if you were to give somebody who's just in the first few years of their business, the best tips to move forward faster, what would those three tips be? Oh, boy. Um,
0: I would say figure out what your actual problems in your business are. Like, Concrete, tangible problems. I'm not making enough money because I'm not charging enough money, and mathematically, there's not enough hours in the day to make the money I need. I'm not making enough sales because I'm not closing any sales on sales calls, so I need help with sales calls. I'm not making enough sales because no one's inquiring. Like getting down to the root of those actual problems that you have. And don't hire a coach unless they're very explicitly telling you how they help you learn to solve that problem, the Mm -hmm. specific problem that you actually have, not the fake problem that they want you to think that you have. I could have paid myself so much more in my first few years of business if I hadn't paid coaches to tell me that I had problems that I didn't have. Mm -hmm. So if you're in your first few years of business, think really critically before spending money you don't have on a coach to help you solve a problem that you also don't have. That's Mm -hmm. number one. (laughs) Um, Number two, I would say is – make sure you really love the thing that you're trying to sell. Make sure you actually like the business that you're building and you can see yourself doing it. Maybe not forever, but at least you can stomach doing the whole thing for a while. A lot of times I think we have one skill and we're like, I guess I'll turn this into a business, whatever. I need money. But like, I kind of hate doing it. Like, don't do that. Make sure that whatever it is you're trying to build is like a business you can actually tolerate. Um, And the third thing I would say is like, don't let people tell you that referral based businesses aren't valuable. I think one of the traps that we get sucked into in the early stages of business are thinking that marketing is everything and Instagram is everything. And you have to have this like super intense everywhere at once marketing strategy in order to be successful, but you can build a six figure business with referrals. You can build a multi six-figure business primarily with referrals, and there's nothing wrong with that. You're not a bad business owner because of it, even if someone tells you or makes you feel that that's the case. So no coaches, yes referrals, make sure you like your business. Those are my big three.
1: That is the most amazing three that I have ever heard, and I live by those, too. So (laughs) you are absolutely brilliant. Where can people find you to connect with you and potentially work with you?
0: Yeah, of course. So our website situation is in a bit of a shuffle right now, but you can always go to HaleyEJohnson.com. That has, right now, all the information for all of our services, and then once the agency side of things is back up and running on our website, there will be links over to there. Um, I also have a podcast called Messy in the Middle and you can find that if you go to messyinthemiddlepod.com. Um, and then I spend a lot of time lurking on Instagram, not posting so much, but lurking. Um, but if you wanna send me a DM over at Haley E.
1: Johnson, I will
0: definitely see
1: it and probably respond. Amazing, and I'll have all the links right below in the description so you go ahead Slide into her DMs, ask her all the questions <laughs> that you have. She is absolutely brilliant. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Thank you so much for having me. This was fun.